input from all of us. I think we started the week uh, really focused on on relationships. We, we started the week focused on relationships. Um, you know, how do you create uh, extraordinary relationships? Um, you know, I think that was what we opened up. Uh, what we opened up with, we saw that anything that doesn't grow dies, and that anything that fails to contribute is eventually eliminated. So we saw that these laws hold true for everything in our lives. We said that if we want to develop extraordinary relationships, or we said extraordinary relationships are the ones in which the participants grow, that they are you're growing, and you are, you are contributing to you know to themselves. We said when you build those type of relationships, um, then uh, you're going to be able to lead very very strong, um, you know, very strong very strong lives. Um, so really, the point was you need to grow your relationships need to grow. And you need to contribute. Um, we also saw that when it comes to relationships, we don't go into relationships to get. We said the best relationships is a go to our relationships to give, not to get, and to contribute to give and not to get. Um, and, and 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 I think that was very very key. And we said we saw that uh, really for God uses relationships to bless you, uh, and and the best relationships are the ones we are. Uh, the people are contributing uh, to those relationships. Uh, we 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 spend a lot of times, and we said that you can never create an ordinary, an extraordinary relationship if you don't learn to love yourself. We said the only way you can build great relationships is when you yourself, when you first of all you love yourself. You can't give other people what you haven't learned to give yourself. So we saw it is important that you love yourself. You know, you you break yourself, you have, yourself to a place where you love who you are. You love yourself, and when you take yourself into a relationship, then that relationship is going to is going to be able to thrive. So he said, take time to love yourself. You know, give yourself a break. You know, give you know, give yourself. You know, discover time for yourself. Um, you know, block time for yourself. You know, spend time. You know, with with people you love and do things that you love. You know, be driven by loving yourself and knowing that if you don't love yourself, you know, no one else is going to is going to go. And I think that we say that's that's key. The other relationships, even in a marriage relationship, in a marriage environment, is when you are confident of yourself, you love yourself. When you come together with another person that loves themselves, then you're able to build a very very healthy relationship. So is it is important for us to do that? We spend a lot of. Uh, you know, uh, the, the time there uh, on, on that issue of relationships. We spend some time looking at how do you even attract the right people into your life? How do you attract the right people in your life? We saw the story of Abraham uh, sending his servant to go and get a wife, um, you know, for his son. And we saw you know, the process that, uh, that, that, that he, he followed. And again, the key thing there was um, you need to define, you can only attract um, people like you, you attract the, the the kind of person you are is the one that you attract. So he said that if you have a need, if you want to be um, loved or you want uh, kind people around you, you want accommodating people around you, you want flexible people around you, you want you know people that nurture around you, then be that. You know, so invest in yourself, be kind, be loving, be accommodating, be flexible, and then you begin to attract people. Uh, like you, so we spend a lot of time on 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 relationships, um, you know, because I think we don't do enough justice to it in terms of teaching, 
yet you see that even Jesus Christ himself, when he was doing ministry, he didn't come and do ministry on his own. He came and assembled a team of 12 disciples that he worked with and continued to build around that. He needed those relationships in his life to be effective. Um, yeah, to be effective in his, in his ministry. And the same thing for us. You have to get along with people. You, if you can't get along with people, you're going to limit how far you are going to go in your life. And so you have to make every single effort to make sure that you can get along with people. So we said first, learn, your, you know, learn to love yourself. Um, and then um, if you're in a relationship, we said make an action plan for take it to the next level. And um, we said there's no remedy for love but to love more. That was what we, what we said uh, in, 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 in the week. Then we jumped up and um, uh, spent some time looking at how do you get energy into your life? How do you, how can you be able to, um, you know, have energy and passion? And we said that, um, um, you know, everything that we said, relationships are great, finances are great. Uh, we spent time talking about how do you control your emotions? How do you build a great career? Those are all things that we packed up here during these 34 days. But we said none of this matters if you don't have your health. You know, if you don't have your health, none of all those things are going to matter. And we said we need to avoid ending up as the richest person, but in the grave, you know. And so we said, if, if you don't want that to happen, then you must make your health an absolute, an absolute priority. We said you cannot surrender. That's such an important thing to experts. We said you must be active in it. You must understand, um, you know, uh, you know, your body, you must understand health. And you must actually be determined to live a healthy life. So we spent, um, I remember we were mentioning that a lot of people don't focus on your bodies. We said people take care of their husbands. They take care of their wives. They take care of their children. They take care of their career. They take care of everybody else. Everybody else they take care of. But then we ignore to take care of ourselves, our bodies. Yet these bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, we said in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but then we don't take care of the temple. You know, so we take care of everything else and we don't take care of, the, you know, the temple. We said, how do you get energy into your life? You know, how do you get energy? And we spoke a lot of things, um, you know, uh, we shared a lot of things that how you can bring balance into your life. Uh, we said there are several things that bring imbalance. Your environment can be disturbed. We say that your environment can get polluted. And we talk about the three-step cycle for regaining balance in your life, which is cleansing your system. We say take some seven, 10 days and just, you know, just, you know, you know, you know, fast. We remember we use the word, you know, the word woman, where you put water, oxygen, minerals, alkalinity, nutrition. So that if you can get that into your life, take some seven days, you know, uh, you know, avoid all those uh, foods. Get onto green uh, green drinks and just you know bring back your life, your your body into balance. I say, do that a lot of times. Do that a lot of times, and it's very spiritual and it will help you um, in, in 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 your life. So we spend a lot of time about that. We said you know you know we explained why we need to drink a minimum of ten glasses of water every day. Why is this why is this important? And we said it is health. That is real wealth, not piece of gold and silver. Said your health is everything. It is everything. Once you're healthy, you lose your health. None of those things matters at all. 
It just sort of disappears. You said, let's pay attention to it. And uh, as the Lord is going to help us uh, as we move forward. Then after that, we spent some time looking at the power of our emotions. Um, you know, where we said frustration, anger, resentment, depression. These are all emotions, uh, you know, that are, that are, that are you know, that, that really take us on a downward spiral. And we said, you know what, compare that with joy, passion, contentment, excitement. You know, we said these are emotion. Emotions are like an, an ocean, right? You know, and, and, and we said we, our emotions are signals calling us to action. So we said you cannot avoid our emotions, but every time you have these emotions, they are signaling something that you need to do in your life. So we said, for example, if you're feeling discomfort, then you need to change your state. Uh, if you are feeling fearful, you know, if you wake up and you're feeling fearful, then that emotion is telling you, get prepared, get ready, start praying. There's something that's, you know, that, that, that you need to do something, right? We said, when those emotions come, they're actually signaling, they're trying to tell you something. If you're hurt, if you are, if you are feeling hurt and, you know, then it's an, it's a, there's an expectation that has not been met and you need to take action, you need to change your behavior or your way of communicating your needs or expectations. Anger, when you're angry, you say, what, 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 are, what is really happening here? It means an important role has been violated in your life. And therefore, you need to make sure that you can let the people know that the standards that which you're living with, um, and, and so they don't, they, you don't, you don't end up there again. When you're disappointed, you know, you wake up and I'm so, so disappointed. You are using that word. Again, when you find yourself in disappointment, it means your expectation may not be appropriate for the situation at hand. Maybe you're expecting too much from people. Maybe you're expecting too much from your spouse, too much from your friends, too much from the church, too much from the ministry. You've heard people say, ah, I'm disappointed in this ministry. You know, yeah, you are, you are, you, maybe your expectations were a bit unrealistic. So the action there is, you know, relook at your expectations and see what needs to change. Then guilt, if you're feeling guilty, if you wake up and you're feeling guilty, it means then that you have violated your own standards, your own standards. The reason why we feel guilty is when we have done something that it's you know is against your standards, it's against your key value. And when you do that, uh, what that is telling you is that you must ensure that you don't violate it again. So we spend a lot of time on really looking at emotion because this is we deal with this on a, on a daily basis. That what are we supposed to do when that uh, when that happens? So we spend a lot of time on that. I think it was a you know a beautiful thing. We said you know it's, it's important to look at all those actions and see what you need to take. Then we jumped into financial freedom. We spent a lot of time on answering the question, what is financial freedom? How do we manage finances? We looked at the importance of budgeting. We looked at the power of compounding. And we saw that actually, if you start early and save and, you know, you know, apply the, the you know, the saving process that we said, you can actually end up with a very, very strong, very, very strong place financially. And we said, you don't have to be earning a lot of money. He said, if you start early, start small, but make sure that you are leveraging the power of compounding. And we said compounding occurs when you invest money and allow it to continuously reinvest itself. So you put money, you don't take it out. You know, you don't take it out. And we spoke about the principle that you should follow how much you spend on your savings, how much you spend on your investment. And, you know, we remember we said, if you invest just 150, um, you know, uh, one, uh, one, $5 a day, $5 a day is 500 shillings, right? If you invest 500, 500 shillings every day and you get a 15% return for that year, you end up, um, you know, with more than a million. You know, it, 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 you know, and that's money you're putting, you don't touch. 
You don't touch, you don't touch, you don't, you don't, you know, you, 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 you don't touch. If you just put five dollars a day at 15% annual return for 30 years, that's a million dollars. We'll all we can all do with a million dollars, right? If you convert that to Kenya shillings, a lot of money. And it's just a small investment of 500 shillings. You are leveraging time and compounding, and you need to put it and don't 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 touch it. However, whatever happens, and we saw the example when you pay the Kenya Revenue Authority. When you when when you are, you have a, a crisis, you don't go back to KRA and tell them, please, can you give me back the money I paid? You know, I'll use it and I'll pay you again. No, no, no. Once it goes, it goes. And that's how we should look at our investments. You need to invest from the moment you start earning income and put that money there and don't touch it. Assume it is Kenya Revenue Authority. Don't touch it over time and see what happens as it grows. And I say that's something that we need to challenge ourselves. It's a very small amount. You know, 500 shillings is maybe what you spend, you know, eating, right? Lunch. Um, you can even say, even if 500 is a lot, because 500 shillings will take you to a million, uh, $5, which is 500 shillings, will take you to a million dollars. Maybe even it's 250. Yes, 250 shillings every day. But if you do that from the moment you start working, from the moment you start having income, over your lifespan, over 30 years, it's going to be amazing. But what we do is that we, we, we spend money into restaurants, a lot of things that are not necessarily very helpful to us, and we ignore that principle. So he said, those are the things you do first. They're the things you do first. You tithe to yourself, tithe to God, and you know, and, and once you give, you give, and be religious about it, and watch your life get transformed financially. So I think we spent a lot of time on that, and I know we couldn't exhaust all of it, but I think it is something that we all need to try if we're going to be strong, because the church needs to be strong, you need to be strong, and for the ministry to be strong, we need to be strong financially and we need to understand the biblical principles on financing. And a lot of a lot of us don't save. No one tells us anyway. No one told me if I wished someone when I started working would have pulled me aside and said, remember, when you're starting to work, you're starting from zero. You had nothing the day before. Then you get your first salary. So if you get your first salary, you know, just continue living the way you are living. But carve out just 500 shillings and just put it aside and never touch it. Think of what can what that can mean for you, and there are many savings things. You have circles, we have we have circles that are available now. Those are all vehicles that you can be able to use. And we said, pay yourself first, automatically, automated. Get it deducted from your payroll. Set it up; it's automatic. Don't touch it. Automate it as much as possible. And we said, as well for the young people who are here, there's no reason for you not to be a millionaire by the time you turn sixty, because we have had this thing very early in your life. Um, and may, you know, may God help you. Don't want to tell us these things. We sort of errored along the way, but God is faithful. It's never too late, and uh, everything that has happened happens for a reason. In Jesus' name, we talked about investment in stocks. We, you know, and we say that's very key because when you're when you're doing your investment, you need to have money, um, assets that you can convert to cash very quickly. If you only buy land and buy plots, and then you have a problem and you need money. It takes an average of maybe it could even take you a year or two years to sell a house or even to sell a plot. If you're selling a plot, it could even take you three years. Meanwhile, you're in an emergency situation. So he said you need to invest some assets that you can convert to cash when needed. And uh, stocks is one is one of those. Um, in addition to your normal savings and, of course, asset, you know, real estate and all that, but you need to make sure that you got cash, that you can, you know, you have got investments that you can convert into cash very quickly 
and when 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 needed when when there's a, when that problem. So we said you need to have some security bucket, growth bucket, dream bucket. You know, these are all things that are important, and we do need to be savers. And I will talk about that maybe after finish that day challenge of how can you save? How can you? Yeah, a, a lot of things that we are thinking through as a minister. We don't just talk about it, but how can we motivate? How can we encourage people to save? We are thinking about that, and you, you know, we may be communicating a few ideas that you know down the road. But it is important. All of us, yeah, financially strong. Um, uh, all of us, all of us, and we believe that we can. We believe that it's possible. Sometimes we just lack knowledge and teaching, and made. God is to help us as we do that. We talk about owning a home. Uh, we said how important this is. Uh, is a dream of everybody for you to own a home, and it's possible. Um, we, we we spoke about several ways. We saw how important it is, if possible, especially if you're in salary employment, how you can get the bank to finance you to own a home. Because if you get a bank to finance for you, you're actually doing something called leverage. You're using their money to create wealth. And that's why it's very, very important. If you can get a mortgage from a bank, you need to take it because you are going to use their money to, create, to leverage the little that you have, which is the deposit that you put in and uh, it's it, 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 over a period of 10 years, the value of that home grows and you're actually using other people's money to build your wealth. Um, so we saw it's very important, especially those that are in salaried employment, that should be your biggest goal. If you are working and you get a payslip every month, you should be saying, when can I own my house? And don't wait until you, you know, to buy a bungalow in Yale or something like that. No, no, no. You buy the house you are, even if all you can afford is a house, 500,000. Buy it, start there. If your income increases, you'll sell that one and buy the next bigger one. If you increase, your salary increase again, you can sell that one and buy another bigger one. So don't wait until, you know, to, to buy a big house somewhere. No, no. Even if it's a one-bedroom house, but that, you know, try to get out of your own home uh, to the extent possible. Now, if you're not on salary employment, there are many things as well, vehicles like, you know, circles and, um, you know, they are there, um, the cooperatives. There are many, many channels, but determine as early as possible to own the home and not rent from somebody, uh, if possible. It doesn't matter even if it's a one-roomed home, even if it's a container, but you are coming out of your home. It is very powerful. And, um, it should be something that we should target ourselves as much as, as much as possible. So we spend a lot of time on that, on home ownership, how can you get up and, you know, buy that home, pay it up quickly, you know, and, and keep doing that. Um, and, uh, you know, then we spoke about how to get out of debt because we do find ourselves in debt sometimes. And we spoke around the, how do you get out of debt. The biggest starting point is get a budget, check your financial, check your cash flow, understand where you are spending your money on. And then, you know what, start digging yourself out, out of debt, um, you know, renegotiating debt and make sure that you are paying yourself fast. You know, you tie to yourself, tie to God. Those are the basic principles of finance that will help you get out of out of debt. So um, I think that is what what we covered. I think then yesterday we focused on purpose. You know, how do you know your purpose? How do you live on purpose? How do you ensure that every single day you are living on purpose? That's what we covered yesterday, and that set the stage for us to be able to cover tomorrow the blueprint of your life, your personal blueprint. It's going to be amazing. You don't have to miss tomorrow. It's going to be the last, last lesson on your personal blueprint. Uh, you know, how do you, um, you know, how, what is the, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, your, your blueprint, which is, which drives every single thing. 
Every single thing is determined by your personal blueprint. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. And then we'll bring this, the 40, you know, 30, um, 30 days challenge to a close, having covered it in 36, that six days as the Lord will enable us. So that's what we have covered. Yes,